Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. And now it's my great pleasure to introduce to you our guest speaker for today, Reverend Kelly Isola. Reverend Kelly Isola is an innovation alchemist and passionate about supporting people and organizations to live and love more authentically by sharing her passion for living the twofold path of an engaged spiritual life, embracing the inner path of wisdom, as well as demonstrating the outer path of compassionate service. She is co-founder of Project Sanctus, a certified embodied social activist and a somatic abolitionist, a teacher sharing her wisdom in the classroom as faculty for two seminaries and around the globe through her own classes, and a blogger and writer for Unity Magazine, various Unity booklets, and a number of online magazines. Please join me in welcoming Reverend Kelly Isola as she leads us into the message with her invocation. Let me just say before invocation, she sounds fabulous. Just got to say that right off the bat. Everyone should assert that I am fabulous. I am fabulous. Yeah, I can kind of hear you. Excellent. So we're going to take a moment to, to be settled, to engage in this space together. You can have your eyes open or you can close them, whichever is more comfortable for you. Maybe you leave them open and just lower your gaze, have a soft gaze on something in front of you. But it's whatever feels safe for you. It's whatever brings you a sense of being settled and grounded. And I want us to pay attention to the space between us. We very often kind of go within and everything else gets, we say, don't pay attention to what's outside. And there is a time and a place for that. But in this time and place, I want you to just see what you, if you can connect to the space between each other. Starting from a sense of gratitude, giving thanks for this day. giving thanks for this day and acknowledging this national holiday about independence. And I want to affirm that we each speak out for justice, that we each speak for the desire for comforts, for the desire of outdated systems melting away. I affirm today that we are each good troublemakers, anchored in gratitude, anchored in compassion, anchored in the power 
to champion those that we love, to champion those that we care for, as well as those that we may not intimately know, but need our help, need our support. Affirm for yourself silently, have my words be yours. I remember now that I am a powerful voice for the change that heals, that reconciles, and forgives. Each day I create time and space to lend support where it's needed. For life, for liberation, for happiness. We align within ourselves and with those around us. Feel that energy between, the space between you and aligning with that channel of energy that is bound to the medicine of love. We light the torch of revolution in our hearts on a foundation of faith, building our voices as an instrument for defending freedoms. And we claim our confidence. We claim our full humanity and our full divinity to give us each the understanding and the empathy required for sustainable freedom, for sustainable equity. And feel the space between us, that we space, as we orient ourselves and others to inclusivity. And so today we each do our part to clang those bells of freedom, knowing that when 10,000 are whispering, we make ourselves one who is listening. And so it is, and so it is. Am I allowed to say freedom so I can see everybody wave their flags? Yay, it's just so fun. <laughs> I don't know if someone else is in charge of that, but I, I might, given the holiday and my talk, I might say it a few times. Um, just giving you a warning. I also want to um, just offer you up a little something in regards to for when people are online, you know, when you have um, events or classes or something where people are, are coming to you from an online space, Maybe start, instead of calling them like the online, you could call them those in the balcony, right? Those in the balcony. Because if you think about it in, in, you know, some traditional churches, there's a balcony, like there's all the rows, you know, the pews, and then oftentimes there was a balcony and it was, um, and people would sit up there. And so they were, they were, you know, connected and part of what was going on, but not where everybody else was kind of on the first floor. And to me, I really like the phrase, take it or not, but when, when referring to and engaging and, and inviting in the balcony, I don't know, it makes me feel more like I'm actually there than just someone who's online. Oh, just offer that up. You can tell Jean-Marie when he gets back and if he doesn't like it, you can blame it on me. Um, 
So guess what my topic is today? Freedom! Freedom! Come on, let's see them. Everybody get their flag going. Thank you. And what I want you to know about today is, is an odd little sentence that says, Yesterday, I will do things differently. Yesterday, I will do things differently. I know it sounds a little odd, but it'll, um, I'm hoping, I'm thinking, it will make sense as I kind of move along. So yesterday, I will do things differently. So I'm going to come back to that in a moment, but I just want you to kind of hold that. Um, I know that it seems uh, cliche um, or expected, you know, to talk about um, to talk about freedom, you know, when it's around July 4th. Thank you. Yep. It's sort of like those old drinking games, right? You say a word and everybody takes a shot or a swig of a beer. Um, but this is much more, well, I don't know if it's much more fun, but I like seeing the little flags waving. Um, it's fun for me up in the balcony. And it can, and so talking about it can kind of be, you know, people expect it. It's sort of like Mother's Day and Father's Day and other things. You know, there's an expectation of what the topic is. And, and very often when we think about Independence Day, you know, um, it's the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And it's, we think about, you know, our ancestors and the fight for freedom. Because that fight was pretty messy, was very messy. In fact, I would say it's not even over. I would say the American Revolution is unfinished. And um, I'll, I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, but when I start to, when I want to talk about a topic that I, I think to myself, oh my gosh, how many different ways can I talk about this? You know, Lent, Advent, Christmas, Easter, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day. I always just take it and I sit with it and I, you know, contemplate. Um, and just kind of let it stir around. You know, we are um, creative. You know, we're designed to be creative. We are intuitive creatures. Um, so one of the first places I start, because I'm a kind of a word nerd, is I go to the dictionary. What exactly does the dictionary say about freedom? Uh, so there's a few, a few uh, definitions. And so one of them is the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. Okay. I get that. Then another definition is liberation from slavery or restraint or from the power of another. I get that too. And that's the one where I say the American Revolution is unfinished um, because we still have plenty of oppressive systems in our country that have a power over another. So we still have some work to do in terms of uh, independence and equity and liberation. My favorite, though, uh, one of these definitions was the quality of being frank, open, or outspoken. So if you know me, uh, you would know why the quality of being frank, open, or outspoken um, as freedom is because that's me. That, you know, I, I don't tend to toe the company line. I'm highly contemplative and very much a critical thinker and kind of the one that's, you know, the prophet's not welcome in their village kind of person. Um, and I, because I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to evolve us. I'm wanting to, you know, kind of afflict our comfort or some of the ruts we're in and get us thinking a little bit differently um, and really engaging and embodying our principles. 
you know, in, in unity, we tend to think of freedom as releasing error thoughts or lightening our load. Um, and I don't, frankly, I don't even like the word error thoughts because error makes it sound like there's something wrong with it. It's wrong. It's bad. It's negative. When in reality, it's, it's thoughts that may not be life affirming, life affirming, but they sure have a lot of information in them. Right. So, so uh, me thinking that, um, you know, I'm just not equipped for this job, um, you know, a hundred years ago, that's, you know, was labeled as an error thought. Today, I don't, I don't label it as an error thought, but rather it's a thought that gives me information. Okay, what's going on, Kelly, that, that has me carrying this burden, this thought that I'm not equipped, and healing that thought, therein lies my freedom. But we, when we talk about you know, freedom as releasing error thoughts or lightening our load, um, and we claim our freedom and we have affirmations, um, you know, freedom from what? You know, I just said the word freedom like eight times, and I'm not seeing the flagstone. Thank you. You're just going to have to humor me. I'll be done soon. <laughs> um, you guys are fabulous. Uh, so I asked my question, well, freedom from what? Right? Freedom from what? We have unlimited to freedom to think as we choose, to attract into our lives whatever we desire. We have that unlimited freedom. I just don't think we use it much. Um, you know, how many of us, and this is a real question, not to answer right now, but to take and really kind of be with it, is um, how many of us really feel free most of the time, right? And, and up here at this level, I'm, you know, most of us would say, well, yeah, I do. But take it and see, well, what things are, you know, in my life that maybe I'm not real fond of? right? We have things in our lives that sometimes, you know, we might be a little perplexed about how it got there. You know, like I, you know, sometimes it's relationships, you know, or elements of within a relationship, the dynamics. Um, sometimes it's just people that could be people at work. It could be people, you know, in church. Um, we have, you know, maybe it's where we live or the car we're driving, or sometimes there's just, you know, the, an overall um, a sense of what's, you know, what's really, you've probably heard, there's a whole lot of loneliness going on in our world, right? So when there's a whole lot of loneliness and there's a whole lot of depression or hopelessness, how many, and, and even if you just have a little of those things, then I have to ask, how free am I really? Um, and, and not to shame or guilt, it's just to kind of inquire, and so I come back to, well, yesterday I will do things differently. And, and the reason I say that is that I know what I do today impacts tomorrow, right? And tomorrow never comes. Right? There's that joke that tomorrow never comes. So I kind of shift my attention because I could sit here right now and look at yesterday, right? And, and what do I do yesterday that would have made today a little different? right, that might have lifted my load or lifted the burden a little bit. You know, I am, um, uh, there's a, Frederick Douglass, um, an abolitionist uh, in New York in the mid 19th century. He, a uh, black man, he um, had escaped slavery 
uh, escaped from the South to the North. And in 1852, he gave a speech in Rochester, New York, to the citizens of Rochester, New York, and it was titled, What to the Slave is the Fourth of July? And that was in 1852. So before Emancipation Proclamation, uh, before Abraham Lincoln. And it's a fascinating, I'm not going to read it, uh, but it's a fascinating long speech that he gives. But what's so fascinating about it is that he's talking about, you know, the 4th of July. He's talking about Independence Day. He's talking about the Declaration of Independence. He's talking about the war and, you know, trying to, you know, move away from the rule of King George and and all of that history. And yet he himself is not a part of that Declaration of Independence, and yet here he is giving a speech about it. And what I find so brilliant about it and really quite moving is that um, he he talks about it, but he's not bitter. He's not, you know, attacking. Um, he believes in the principles, and yet knowing they're not here yet, knowing they're not, you know, they don't apply to him. You know, he's still three-fifths of a human being. Um, and, and he says that, uh, he says, I have said that the Declaration of Independence is the ring bolt to the chain of your nation's destiny. So indeed, I regard it. Uh, he says the principles contained in that instrument are saving principles. He says, stand by those principles, be true to them on all occasions, in all places, against all foes, and at whatever cost. And I just find that remarkable, uh, coming at a time uh, before uh, Abraham Lincoln and Emancipation Proclamation um, to, to believe in the principles of the foundations of our country and freedom and independence, and yet we're not really quite there yet, and yet he's standing by them and he's telling everyone to stand by them. So the principles ring true all the time, in all places, in all things, at all times, we just have to make it so. And then, you know, 150 years later, representative, the late representative John Lewis says that he's, this is a man, um, he was the former congressman from Georgia, um, and he was, uh, he was called the conscience of Congress. And he said that it is already done, we just have to figure out how to make it real. It's already done. We just have to figure out how to make it real. And, and I think about freedom in that context, that it's not just an individual thing. It's, it's all of us. You know, we, we have a country where freedom is not, you know, there's different degrees of freedom. There's different degrees of burdens, right? There are different degrees of, um, of ease in having a life that's, that's happy and meaningful and abundant. Um, there's different degrees of, of equity, of liberation, right? And I believe that our principles, unity principles, just take the 12 principles, the 12 uh, powers. Those are all principles, right? You could take each one. We use them all every single day, just largely unconsciously. They are neutral unto themselves but we can use them to make real what freedom truly is.
And it's freedom to me is not just an individual pursuit. It's absolutely a collective thing, right? It's, it's doing this together. That's why I wanted us to pay attention to that we space, right? To that space that's, that's, um, that is between us. So it's not just individual, it's not just the collective, it's also that there's a place in between. And I think that um, that place in between is, uh, is what the, the Sufis refer to as where the two C's meet, right? S-E-A-S, where the two C's meet is where the true secret of our existence is revealed. So it's not the either or, it's a both and, but where they come together is there, therein lies the place of freedom, of making it real, right? Um, we uh, sometimes think that, uh, and, and you hear in some traditional religious teachings, that our spiritual task is to free ourselves from the lower world, you know, or to free ourselves from this human existence, um, you know, or from the body. In fact, there are times that our co-founder, Charles Fillmore, really talks about the body as not a good thing. And yet Myrtle Fillmore's work was actually in, in not just healing bodily ailments, um, but healing family systems, right? Healing relationships. Most of the people that wrote to Myrtle Fillmore were writing letters about the ills of society, you know, alcoholism and addiction and poverty and homelessness and education and health care or, or lack thereof, um, raising children, you know, marriages, um, not wanting to be in the marriage they're in, having an abusive spouse, right? These were all, and they're the same ailments that we, you know, have today. Um, and so it's not, for me, the freedom lies where these two C's meet, meaning my full humanity and my full divinity, right? Yesterday, I will do things differently. And yesterday, when I think about yesterday, I think, okay, where was I expressing my full humanity and full divinity? Where was I not? And noticing those times so that today, you know, I do it differently, which means then tomorrow I look at yesterday, which is today, and I can see where I did things differently. I can see where I acknowledge that I'm, we are exactly where we belong and our purpose Having freedom, liberation, equity is fulfilled by the way we move between these planes of existence, how we move between our full humanity and our full divinity and how they meet, you know, how well we connect, um, which is why we have meditation, right? Meditation is like going to the gym, building muscles that allow us to you know, we come out of meditation and often say, oh, I got these intuitive hits. It's because we're building the muscles to listen to ourselves, to listen how our full divinity is revealed to our full humanity, and then bring that into that we space. So that I say, yesterday I will do things differently. I know I could say it differently, but it's not, uh, and I'm less likely to remember it. Um, so we're moving between um, these two realms, right? We're always moving and it's not, and, it, it, and one is not, it's not an either or, right? We bring our full divinity and express that through our full humanity, which is why 
I said at the beginning, I'm not a fan of thinking about error thoughts because sometimes, you know, our full divinity filters through us and we're not having a good day. And my full humanity sometimes looks a little sketchy, looks a little fuzzy, not my shiniest self. And that's okay, right? Remember, yesterday I will do things differently. Yesterday I will do things differently, which is another way of saying today I'm going to do it so that tomorrow I can look at yesterday and go, yes, right? So just keep that in mind. Yesterday I will do things differently. And our purpose is how we move back and forth between being fully human and fully divine. Therein, like that space, as I said, where the two C's meet, therein lies the true secret of our existence. And that's that we space. It's not just in the individual, it's not just in the collective, but rather where that comes together. And you can, you can kind of feel it. Like if you just pause for a moment, notice the space around you, you don't even have to look, just we're intuitive creatures. You can feel the space between, right? Charles Fillmore said that the illustration of the acorn having within its heart, the oak is not correct. Yep. The acorn of itself is powerless to produce anything, but as an avenue through which interior forces become exterior, it is important. Let me say that all again. The illustration of the acorn having within its heart, the oak is not correct. The acorn in and of itself is powerless to produce anything, but as an avenue through which interior forces become exterior, it is important. That's that being fully human and fully divine, right? Either in and of themselves are powerless, but together as we engage our full divinity and make manifest from that interior, it's an interior force that we make exterior right, in that space, therein lies uh, our true freedom, therein lies our true purpose, therein lies a life of abundance, a life that's meaningful, a life that of, of liberation, right, raise liberation for one, we raise it for all. Yesterday, I will do things differently. Yesterday, I will do things differently. Let's take that into meditation. Yesterday, I will do things differently. So if you're comfortable, close your outer eyes. Again. Or leave them open. You can watch me. You can have a soft gaze. But position yourself, like maybe stretch the shoulders back or wiggle the hands or feet and roll the head. And uh, let's do a collective act of solidarity, which is a breath in and a breath out. And just settle, settle into the space Allow the seat to hold you. Just drop in a little bit more, knowing the 
chair you're on, the cushion fully supports you. And where we are right now is exactly where we belong. Where we are is exactly where we belong. For this pure now moment is the doorway to liberation. Where we are right now is where we belong. It is where we have the sense of being connected to our origin. Is where we feel those, the two seas meet, right? Our full humanity and our full divinity. Where we are is exactly where we belong and our purpose is fulfilled in the way we move back and forth between being fully human and fully divine. Knowing the freedom and the liberation we desire is already done, we just have to figure out a way to make it real. So hold in your mind's eye a rainbow. The rainbow is often an, an image for the way our full humanity and our full divinity work together. And then imagine that that, that rainbow is, is the symbol of divine oneness and see it shattering into wondrous bits and pieces. See it shattering into form. And suddenly we have color, color in an infinite number of shards, color in pieces. This is our physical world our sense world with all its wondrous bits and pieces. Now suppose you as the artist, you collect all those pieces and you begin to give shape to the colors, to the patterns. In whatever way you want. You are creating a stained glass window. And that stained glass window is our human role, is how we be in the world. As conscious artisans and midwives of the divine 
becoming, making the divine real. And that final artistry of the divine being real is when the light strikes the window and radiates through it. So in your mind's eye, see the light striking your window, your stained glass window, and it radiates through it, blending, harmonizing, moving out through you into the world. So between the light, you as the artist, and the stained glass, they all work in harmony. They all work to give us the idea of how our full humanity and our full divinity work together. So just let's pause in the quiet and see your stained glass window and the light shining through different places. And the shapes that are created. You are a midwife of the divine becoming. Our true selfhood, our true identity is both in the part, the stained glass, and in the light. And our true home is where those two worlds come together. And it is by being present here and now that makes us transparent to that light. So where we are right now is right where we belong. It's exactly where we belong because this pure now moment is the doorway to our liberation. So yesterday, I will do things differently. So it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.